I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my good friend, Tim Archer. Today's episode is brought to you by us here at Be Vigilant. Once again, we thank you guys for tuning in on ACN Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming back. If you guys did not hear before, Tim Archer was the Spokane firefighter that took a stand against the shot mandate and said, I would like a religious exemption. The city gave the religious exemption. And then in what I think is the biggest not threat, but the biggest news that we need to be careful of, if you did have that religious exemption, they can still decide to let you go, right? That's correct. And I like to remind people when I run into them is I was given a religious exemption and they said, congratulations, we respect your beliefs, we respect your religion, and no, you can't work here. And as many of you already know, it's um, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act, which you're standing on, says that the accommodation can create cannot create an, a, re, a reasonably undue burden on the employee or the employer. And that's where you enter the subjective ta- territory, where they can say because of your work, because they want a special test or a special mask, it costs too much money for them to accommodate. And that's what they did. You saw with the Washington State Patrol, they, didn't, they denied their religious exemption, which makes them more vulnerable to a civil rights suit. Um, the safer, I guess, legally smarter, I would say more nefarious road to go down is, yes, you're exempt, of course we respect you, and no, you can't work here. And that's what happened to um, 48 firefighters on the city of Spokane Fire Department requested religious exemptions. 20 stood their ground at the cost of their paycheck. Yeah. So 20 firefighters in an already, not decimated, but understaffed, Right. You bet. And I won't rehash it too much, but if many of you just watch the news at all, their ridiculously high accommodation estimate was one million dollars. They said three hundred thousand to a million, which was absolutely ridiculous. They already we were using the same PPE they already had. And the testing, like we know, is darn near to free. Um, And they um, the chief's overtime budget ran seven million over last year. Which, of course, um, they're short-staffed, and what do they do? They um, get rid of 20 people, so you can imagine the impact there. So wouldn't have mitigated all of it, but way, way, way above their ridiculously highball estimate for accommodation. And just a reminder to everyone, this was well over a year after the COVID-19 outbreak, after we knew what it was all about. Um, so... This is just, as you all know, this was a political adventure to support a trillion-dollar vaccine industry. Yeah. And if you have listened to this show, Becky and I have reported on this new documentary coming out from Stu Peters called Died Suddenly. And it's a phenomenon that you can go on Google and just punch in Google, Died Suddenly, and then hit your news part of the Google, and you can just pages and pages of people that died suddenly. To me... You men and women, if there was women, that stood up and said, no, we don't know what's going to happen. You are heroes now because I I don't know what's going to happen with this vaccine, this shot. But 
I pray for the ones that have taken it. We pray openly on the air that there's some way that we can get it out of us because it's going to be a nightmare. It's already, you can see the, the slope going. Well over 30,000 people have died. And that's from the vaccine adverse reaction in, in, in the E. I can't remember the E right now. The VAERS website. The CDC's own website admits to 30,000, and we've been told that's about 9% correct. So these men and women that did, that are firefighters that took that, I pray that we can somehow get past it and that we don't all have to suffer the consequences that come with it, right? Correct. And as you know, the really disgusting part now is, as I understand currently, for our state universities, they've given up on forcing their staff to do it, but they're making our young people who go to college get vaccinated. So now we're picking on the people who have less of a voice. And you can't bully these tenured professors, pretty smart folks, Mm -hmm. but you can the young people who have dreams and want to start their life. So that's just the, the, the disgusting practice is still rolling on, even though the emergency powers have been lifted. Yeah. And Inslee on the 31st said he was giving, he was rescinding his powers. He didn't give it back. I want everybody to understand that too. He didn't, he didn't give the, the emergency powers back. He rescinded a lot of them. But I believe the medical field, they're still wearing masks. A report I just saw today said that nine out of 10 different masks that, you know, the white ones that everybody's wearing had uh, some long chemical name, but it was basically like a titanium dioxide layer in it, mm-hmm. which is cancer causing. Oh, my gosh. So everybody that ran around with those things on their face, luckily mine was on my chin most of the time, mm-hmm. if, if work wanted me to have one or whatever it was. But it's just, yeah, it was a power play. And I, I, I would have hoped that Spokane was immune to the power play. And basically what happened to you, great first responders, mm-hmm. was the power play. Spokane um, itself, the city, not necessarily immune, but had the authority, like I've said a hundred times, and most people know at this point, is the, um, the authority was delegated from the Department of Health to the employer, which in my case was the mayor of the city of Spokane, and the fire chief, and just a reminder to everyone, the reason why it impacted um, the firefighters but not law enforcement, unless you were a state employee, was because we all have an EMT or paramedic license. And the EMT license is held by the state. And just a fun little adventure, just to see where things were at, just a few weeks before the mandate was lifted, I thought, I'm going to walk this dog again to see how everyone's still playing. And after the CDC decided there wasn't, reason for disparate treatment between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated i called the city of spokane back up and said hey you know my name's tim archer i was forced into retirement because of the um, vaccine mandate and now that the cdc has other um guidance which supposedly the states was based on may i please have my job back um so they got back to me and um the the hr person told me the city's stance has not changed i said could i get that stance is it because i'm a danger to my employees is it because the department of health said so is it because the governor said so and they just repeated the stance has not changed Mm -hmm. and the original language was we're a threat to the community our fellow employees and that type of thing so they weren't willing to update that but they they kept pointing to the state so i walked the dog again and they said, it's the governor's mandate. I called the governor's office who says, oh, that's the Department of Health executing that. You call the Department of Health, he said, oh, but we don't enforce. 
that's that's L and I. Mm-hmm. So you call L and I, who says they've deferred it to the employer, and then you call your employer, who will send you back to the governor's office. So that is one of the most frustrating things about this, is when um, we have people <coughs> say things like "Don't comply, fight back." Like I often said before. Some of this stuff is very well thought out and very nefarious in that you can't find a neck to choke. Mm -hmm. And then I always like to remind people, too, that the third organization to adopt the mandate was the Washington State Supreme Court. So they did a great job of greasing the skids and be waiting for you when you did try to appeal or take legal recourse. Just crazy. But the mandate is shot down now or maybe not shot. Whatever it is, they've moved away from it. Yes. First responders did get their job back, correct? I don't know if you're in um, contact with all of them or not. So it, it's different uh, everywhere as far as whether it's Department of Transit, tra- um, Transportation and law enforcement. Some of them, the state employees, what's happening with the city of Spokane is folks were laid off and they were basically called unfit for duty. So now they're fit for duty, so they're being restored to their positions if they want their job back as of the 1st of November. And most are going back to work. In my case, I retired, so I'll be coming out of retirement to be reinstated, hopefully in the next few months, to go back to work. So that's what's happening there. But I like to remind everyone, it's not because of any stand that the Spokane Fire Department or the mayor took. It's because the governor decided to lift his mandate and say, you may go back to work. Oh, thank you. Yes. You kind of you sound like you're going to be the Tom Brady of the firefighters and you're going to come out of retirement to come back to work. I'm kidding. I mean, hopefully when you come out of retirement, your wife stays with you and doesn't divorce you because you want to continue to be. And I've met your wife. I know she supports you in everything that you do. So that's great. Hey, we look forward to seeing you back out there because the city needs first responders. They're already short staffed and now bringing people that are already trained to get right back into the roles they were at. That's good news. I don't look at it as a win. I look at it as let's just keep moving forward. And that brings me to my next question. If people are out there listening, how, what can they do? What can people always want to know? What can I do to make sure this doesn't happen again? Well, the frightening part is, and I don't know how the number it takes, but I know of several private employers who were warned by their employees that when the, the, the federal rule came up that corporations that employ more than 200 were going to be mandated, a lot of them had their employees proactively come to them and say, I am gone if you do this. And I think that where it gets tough is more people need to be willing to take a stand. And, for example, in my organization, about 330 people 48, 52 if I count the medical exemption requests um, that were also denied Hmm. um, by doctors who had previously told folks to not get get any kind of vaccination. That's any kind, not just this one. Correct, correct, any kind. And um, so the number was small enough that places could absorb or bully people into doing it. And at one point, I remember the fire chief asked me, gosh, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm short-staffed. I'm whatever. I go, hey, too easy, chief. I know how I'd do it. I'd just run a bigger fire recruit academy. Because I don't like playing the game that it's impossible to do when we know they're going to do it. Or the Mm -hmm. silly game of it's tragic when, no, it's actually nefarious and you all are taking your stand doing exactly what you're doing. 
So it comes down to enough people have to say they will not comply to tip the scales. And I think what happened with the Spokane Fire Department is they thought that's a small enough number we can absorb it. Mm -hmm. Or we can ignore them and they'll go away. You had, I think in private industry, you saw a few places where a guy thought, you know what, if I lose half of my workers for a month or two months, I'm out of business. I can't afford to do that. However, we're learning a lot because we have electeds conducting social experiments with your tax dollars, Mm -hmm. like they did with the Spokane Fire Department. Let's see how much we can push the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet you they brought in some risk analysis management team to say, oh, we can lose this many and that's fine. We'll move forward. You know, they, they did, and I think, you know, in, in good administrators, they've, they've got that in their head. They know what they can do and what they can't do, and, and I'm sure it's a dynamic process. Um, the Spokane's fire chief is a smart man. He, I disagree with him on, on many things, but he's an intelligent man, and I'm sure he had these numbers in his head and knew what he could handle and what he couldn't handle. Um, Nadine Woodward, I think, is risk-averse and decided to follow King County um, mm-hmm of all places. That's unfortunate. And she was the only employer in Spokane County to fire firefighters and then found herself in the minority um, in Eastern Washington. However, now we have the added shame of being able to say we stood with King County yeah. during the pandemic. And that's the reality. And it's not true. And I, when she says, and the fire chief has said, that was our legal counsel. That was the advice because there's a lot of other leaders who did not do it. Sheriff Knezovich was warning us saying, don't do this. Um, fire chief Collins in the city of Spokane Valley did not do it. Fire chief Jack Cates in um, fire district nine did not do it. He never missed a beat from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He saw this as wrong from the minute it came out of the chute. And it wasn't because of ignorance or not knowing what COVID was because he had already been managing it for over a year. Yeah, it wasn't. This didn't happen in March 15th, 2020. This was a year after everything went down. You had been working in the front lines of COVID. Yep. I had COVID. I had documented my antibodies. I had documented COVID. Yeah, just crazy. I mean, and now as we get further and further into the lies, we can see that COVID was it wasn't any worse than your normal flu. Elderly people and people that are at risk yeah. die from the flu every year. You probably yeah. see that as a firefighter. It's a horrible thing to it do. Is. It is. And, and it's it's a nasty bug. I don't deny that at mm-hmm. all. But nasty to eliminate small businesses yeah. and eliminate livelihoods. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, by the way, the and then mandate it on the um, least vulnerable members of our population in the form of school children yeah. and to hold their education over their head. That's insane. We've had our good friend Natalie Paulson. She's been on the show. She did not win her her bid for legislative district. It was a, it was a, a David and Goliath moment. Mm-hmm. But to me, she stood up and took that mask off, not because she was tired of wearing a mask. Because to me, I think for the the young one, she would do whatever she had to do. That's she right. saw the children suffering, and that's not a Republican or a Democratic issue. That's bipartisan. There's the children were suffering, and they put masks on their face. And there's all these studies coming out that kids or speech are slowed down. They're not where they should be ever since 2020. And if you didn't think that was going to happen, you were fooling yourself, right? Absolutely. It's just crazy. And so it's glad to I'm glad to have you guys all back Um, as I'm listening to you talk. And if you are 
Well, first, it hurts to say that we went down the same road as King County. Mm. You take pride in being from Eastern Washington, That's right? right? Absolutely, we do. You know, farm fields, good mm-hmm. people. We're not King County. We're not crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And we're the only ones to follow them. Thanks, Mayor. That's pretty awesome achievement. A conservative mayor. Your old newscaster, right? Everybody used to get the news from her before she was mayor. Right. And she she ran on a conservative ticket. She got the conservative vote. So this is what I'm asking you if you're listening today and you voted for mayor, hold her accountable. She has an email. She has an aide. She has secretaries that take messages. She needs to know that this was inappropriate to do from the beginning. And that's the the do not comply, the non-compliant, right, is we need to force these politicians. I don't think Mayor Nadine has some nefarious big corporation, you know, that's feeding her money. I think she just got scared and she thought she was doing the best that she could. Mm -hmm. And she took wrong counsel in my opinion. I I agree with that, Matt. I I agree with it. 100%. I don't, I think she's personally opposed to the the mandate, but she got bad counsel. Mm -hmm. Some of that bad counsel was an attorney hired by the fire chief from the West side of the state, a firm that at the exact same time they were, she was helping them write up how to fire us. They had another attorney out of that firm writing up accommodations for another municipality. And not to, um, you, you know, and I, I completely respect lawyers. I, I absolutely do. They, they're, they're, they're craftsmen. They do what they do, and they make sure that people have a voice. Um, but with that said, the, you pay them to fight the fight you pay them for. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I've had attorneys, too. And I didn't. I, I never asked the attorney what we're going to do. I told him what we're going to do. I said, well, how much will this cost? Can I win? Can I not win? So when I hear a leader say, my legal counsel said, so I have to, it's absolutely disgusting. That's the tail wagging the dog. Yeah. And and I bet it, you a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump voted for Nadine as well. You've got to feel like if you, you're in that Trump category that you've got let down. You, you know, Trump had bad counsel as well. This mm-hmm. whole thing, two weeks to slow the curve. Turned into what a thousand some days. It's just crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as conservatives, we need to stand up and say, if I like this man and you say you're going to model yourself after that and you don't, we need to hold you accountable. And that's why I don't know if you got to hear General Michael Flynn when he was in town. His big thing is local action creates national change. And to me, that's what we need to do. We need more local action. We need to make sure that no firefighter is ever put out of a job because of a vaccine mandate. I'm an anti-vaxxer all the way across the board. You may not be, but that's just my opinion. If I wanted to be a firefighter and you you need to take all these shots, what if I don't want to? What if I religiously oppose them? What if I medically, like you said, men wanted medical exemptions and those were denied. To, today, we need to stand up. We need to say enough is enough, Mayor. Do you want to be reelected? I don't know if she wants to be reelected even or not. She's, she does. She's, she's announced. Yes. She has announced. And that... That brings me to the next point, and we can wrap up here, is where do you go from here and what's next for Tim Archer? Well, I'd, I'm going to follow in the shoes of Matt Dean and Natalie oh. Olson, <laughs> and um, I'm not worried about winning. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about doing the right thing, figuring out what it means to be obedient to my faith Amen. and to God in this season that we're in, and... I'm going to run for mayor. This is actually the first time I've said I've said it to several friends, family, and, and, and in lots of environments. It's the first time I've said it publicly. I've already 
um, filed with the PDC because I believe the city of Spokane can do better. And I believe I'm a better choice because I will take responsibility as a leader. I'll do it because it, it, I'll listen to legal counsel. I'll mm-hmm. listen to the experts. But in the end, I will make no mistake that I am there if elected by a majority of the people, a government by the people, for the people. It's my job to take those experts' information and put it in the context of the will of the people. So I would simply like to offer Spokane what I believe is a better choice of responsible, decisive, and strong leadership. Amen to that. You heard that here. Breaking news right here on Be Vigilant. Tim Archer running for mayor of Spokane. I feel like I'm Matt Shea. He always gets to break the news. You know, People just come to him with all this good insider information. Well, I appreciate you breaking that right here on Be Vigilant. Tim Archer for mayor of Spokane. I know I'm already seeing how this is playing out just because I look at the demographic of Spokane. There's going to be a Democrat and they're going to, you know, get a big chunk and there's going to be Nadine again. And there's probably going to be some kook that wants to give homeless people $25 million. Right. So to me, it's going to boil down to Tim Archer and Nadine for the, the conservative vote. And like you said, you want a more fiscally responsible. I love hearing that from any politician, right? Correct. Because politicians have forgot that's our money. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, and as talking with Matt earlier about how what we end up having, whether it's, um, oh gosh, what's the new buzzword? Um, EDI, equity, diversity, mm-hmm. inclusion, and um, some of these other things where we are removing merit from the workplace. Mm-hmm. And instead we're looking at gender, um, color, and things like that instead of merit. And that's, we shouldn't be worried about gender and color. We should be worried about merit. We should never discriminate against anyone for those Amen. reasons, obviously. And that's wrong and illegal. And I like what the way Larry Elder put it a few years back, saying that we're in a culture that likes gender, uh, likes diversity of gender and color, but not diversity in thought. Hmm. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. And where I'd like to encourage people to get out and vote, like Matt said, what do we do now? We hold them accountable with our vote. Now, it's one thing if you have your own um, business and you decide, you know what, I want to employ women or Muslims or Christians or whatever, and you want to give them a leg up and do that, that's your business. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think that a, it's just like, I don't think a gay baker should have to bake a cross cake. And I don't think a Christian baker should have to um, bake a cake that supports something he doesn't believe in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, but the frightening thing is what we have is municipalities using your tax dollars to conduct social experiments mm-hmm. and inject things that they're calling like diversity where really they're removing merit. And as a, when I was a firefighter with the city of Spokane, I was very well paid and I felt very obligated to perform at the highest level imaginable. And I, we weren't worried about color, gender, or, um, <laughs> Or, or that we were worried about making it out alive mm-hmm. and performing as best as we could for the great pay and benefits we're getting from the city of Spokane. So that's the other thing I'd like you to look at is are your electeds, some of them, trying to conduct social experiments with your tax dollars? Yeah, it's so crazy. I mean, you're former military as well. Yes. And right now the big buzzword is, you know, the military is full of white supremacists. 
I remember when I was in, we didn't care what color. No. Are, do you have my back? Can I count on you? Yeah. You could be red, green, yellow, yeah. gay, straight. Because I was in during when Bill Clinton said that, you know, the don't ask, don't tell was removed. And yep. we didn't care anything. We, correct. And um, in any large organization, you're gonna, you will have a few sexists, a few oh. racists. You'll have a few uh, thieves. You'll have some real jerks, mm -hmm. no doubt about it. But the beautiful thing about our country, having been a firefighter and um, and serving in the Army seven years on active duty and quite a few in the Guard and Reserve, is I found out that those people are a minority now. They mm -hmm. may not have been in the 40s or 50s, but they are now. And then when they whisper, when they pipe up, or when they do something that picks on people that they shouldn't be picking on, we come down on them like a bag of hammers already. Mm -hmm. We don't need special classes, protected classes. I love how with the city of Spokane, um, everyone's in a protected class except for a white male under the age of 44. So somehow the the now the minorities are the majority. It doesn't make sense. It's, mm -hmm. it's just... Let, let's just be decent human beings to each other and punish the people who aren't, yeah. who are treating people disparately. Yeah. And to me, just on an outsider, it seems like maybe Spokane City does have that. There's been two gentlemen that were, there were black men that worked for the urban development. Mm -hmm. They both left and they, I don't know if they were just paid to say this, but they were not happy with the working situations. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me this liberal run city council is not really being inclusive and not caring about someone. It's yeah. just stop hiding. Come yeah. out. If you're, if you truly are a bigot, be a bigot and let's that's get you out of there. That's right. That's, that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, I think they're just, in some cases they're looking for boogeymen and villains to, um, just so that they can have a cause. But the sad thing is all the division it's creating, mm -hmm. all the division it's creating and strife. Yeah, because, I mean, even Christians are told to not look like the world, not live in the world. But we're told to go back in the world and share the gospel. Absolutely. So we need to be there, and we need more of them in elected positions, because then that, that starts to build, right? Like That's right. you said, I didn't win mine, but we know we we promoted another lady up north to run for school board because she said well if you guys could do something like that why can't i right exactly and that's why i'm here today is because of the matt deans out there you know we pave the way we gain a little ground each time mm -hmm. and watch out because one of us is going to get through yep amen to that tim we got about a minute and a half i thank you for breaking that news i thank you for coming back you bet and i thank you for going back to service i thank you for coming out of retirement yeah, and I, I thank you, Matt, and I, it's a pleasure and an honor to announce on your radio show because you gave me more voice than any other media format when I was in the thick of this thing. Mm -hmm. I was lucky to get 30 seconds with the media or a point or two and some that were truly sympathetic, but you're the only one who actually, we just walked it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very appreciative of that. And that radio show got me a lot of positive feedback. It explained, it answered a lot of questions. And then it kind of ripped the lid off of what really happened. So I'm, I'm appreciative of, of you and be vigilant. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tim Archer. Once again, good luck to you. We'll have you back on, I'm sure, many more times in this new venture. And for everybody else out there, remember, till next time, be sober, be vigilant. God made me anew, and I'm so grateful.
Thank you, kids in the room. Try to get to heaven. Here's the interview. Praying 